0: The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm
1: daily in Sarah's Kitchen, and there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, live on Highland Radio, or back via the podcast, another pack show for you this evening. Uh, two great victories for Donegal and Championship Backs in this weekend. Donegal ladies accounting for Waterford. Well done to Maxie Kern and his side. We're going to have a few words from Maxie later on. Of course, a brilliant victory of Donegal over in Healy Park Saturday evening up there with uh, some of the best victories I've ever seen in Donegal because this side was was written off uh, basically but they have pulled together and have come through the group and, and got into second place. Uh, phenomenal performance from our lads right across the board. I'm going to be discussing uh, this with uh, two former uh, stars of the game, two great ballers, of course two gentlemen uh, off the pitch uh, the one and only Aaron Kiernan and Daisy Moon. that's coming up very shortly uh, later on we're going to speak with Galway star Shane Walsh uh, he's going to give us an interview just around uh, his playing career so far and where he sees Galway at the minute after they were turned over by Aaron's lot Armagh yesterday a happy Aaron Kiernan because Armagh got their tactics right isn't that right Aaron? Um, yeah
2: we were going down the road yesterday, you, you, were, you were going hopeful. Um, but if you were being brutally honest, uh, goal were favourites. And unless we changed how we were playing, um, I didn't see us having enough to beat them um, because I knew they could beat us if it was a, a cagey, sort of slow and ponderous game. Um, but thankfully, uh, the script was written up. We went back uh, to a bit of the form and the style that we had showed last year. Uh, and even though we it took a wee bit of fortune with the last free kick for us that we got and obviously then the one that Shane missed himself um, I'd be of the belief that the fact that we were so positive in how we went about uh, trying to, to get one over Galway that I think that's the reason why we earned a wee bit of luck that I think we potentially have deserved
1: yeah, and in, indeed, and listen, what a weekend, lads! Uh, you know, I mean, Donegal and Armagh, of course, the two relegated teams, both you know, finding form when when it was desperately needed. Cork Division Two turned over Division One. Kildare doing the same. Desi, what happened to Monaghan, man? You know, I, I'm I'm obviously gushing. Donegal played. I think most of the team you'd have to rate eight out of tens. There's a few nines in there, but but just to get a counter uh, balance in, on, on where you seen Monaghan on Saturday evening and and what you thought of their performance.
3: Yeah, listen, Donny got fair play. They got the victory and probably d- they deserved it. But uh, you no, know, were and probably slight favourites in that match. And you know, I, I was at the Derry match, uh, the second match to play against them, where they got that draw. And I-, I was highly impressed with them the way they just reacted. That we got a reaction out of them, the way that they learned from the first match against Derry and then probably against Clare. You know, they did some super scoring, a very open match, but I felt definitely confident uh, for, for the squad and for the likes of Vinny Coy going into that game. You know, this, I knew Donegal had a lot of injuries. No, Birdy was just coming back, and um, there's still questions over them. But they were they were, they were definitely they were definitely probably the better team overall throughout the match. They were there, getting the, the 50 50 breaks. There, there was a ball by Connor O'Donnell, Kieran Thompson, Darby. You know, all of them players really took it to Monahan. and there was Jamie Brennan that's the best game I've probably seen Jamie Brennan there for a while um, for Donegal in a jersey he really was a, probably like all around the pitch round midfield he won a vital the ball towards the end or Monaghan nearly just two points down in the match um, and one probably had got that round midfield could have gone on of score for it. but he came and got it round midfield area. so overall Donegal were, were impressive and um, Monaghan probably looking back and being disappointed after playing so well against Surrey. To get that draw then against Clare and we've some players playing extremely well there's you know, like Conor McCarthy, Carla Collins back to his best Ryan McNespy's in there Carl Garland we've different players that are playing really well so it was a surprising result but just listen we're not out of it One is not out of it they're still in it with that draw at the weekend that that uh, the primary job been made there, so they to be disappointed that they didn't see
1: out that game against Donegal. Yeah, and definitely. And Aaron, you made the point to me earlier about Monaghan, and maybe Desi will admit to this about Monaghan need like a reason to. They don't like being the favourites; they need a reason. A bit like coming back at Derry. Uh, it was a great point, uh, Aaron, around that, and, and and also like the Donegal team. I think now we we had this big, like, obviously, occasion. We don't want to keep going back to, to Michael Murphy, and that, but so many players were lost in that, and basically a team plays through the spine and if you look at Patton McCool, Own Ban, you know, McGonagall, McFadden, Jimmy Brennan Nash and Gallon. now the rest of the team plays around those guys. Uh, Aaron and, and and that point you made about Monaghan, about they needs they need a reason maybe to, to to get that intensity in there. Yeah, it it was one, like I
2: had tipped him I fully expected him to go and win at the weekend because uh, I know they were never going to be out of the, the All Ireland race, but for me, just getting that second place, having the advantage of being at home, it definitely was a huge perk. Um, and you're sitting and you're looking and you're trying to think of reasons, and that's the one thing that I would have looked. you seen with Monaghan since Desi was started way back, um, like whenever they beat Armagh, All Ireland champions way back in two thousand and two. Monaghan first round of the championship come from nowhere, turned them over. But it's just pure passion in your face, aggression. Obviously, good footballers as well to go with that, but that's whenever they're at their best. Now, I'm not saying it's like a a Tyrone chip in your shoulder the world against us uh, type thing, but... I just don't know how well they carry the favourites tags. Um, I think they always like to have that sort of bit of an underdog or be written off just a wee bit, and that's whenever they're most dangerous and at their best. And then I just felt at the weekend, and that's not being disrespectful to the because obviously, you know where they are coming from and the trajectory of how they've been able to turn their season round is is unbelievable. But just Monaghan, as, as Desi mentioned, they were covered and regrouped so well um, from what was really a mauling against Derry in in the Ulster Championship. to turn around and realistically should have beaten them up in Celtic Park. and um, Then went in an all-out blitz and match against against Clare and still did enough to beat them. The Destiny was in their own hands in terms of getting a home quarter-final. I just was surprised. I felt like they were just a wee bit off it at the weekend and if you're a wee bit off it at this level you can be punished and to me, I think an awful lot of it I can understand why you wouldn't want to push up and Sean Patton's kick given the confidence he's now playing with, like he looks like he's back to his absolute best again, um, so, so they didn't want to get exposed with a long ball over the top, they, they offered up the, the, the short free kick or short kicker to, uh, to Donegal, but the flip side of that is whenever you do that what you do is you don't want to get exposed but you know whenever you're doing that you have to then hunt them down you have 15 men who are still in the game you need to show them to one direction you need to put them down a side lane turn them over hit them on the break and that's whenever Carl O'Connell McCarthy um, these boys come flying through the middle create the goal opportunities but for me Monaghan were just off it um, that slight bit and it didn't have that bit of an edge about them and I think the stat where Donegal kicked 11 points from play and 13 in total in the first half, that sort of feeds into that, their narrative, where they just they weren't their usual selves um, and didn't play with the same sort of fire, aggression, and physicality that, that you would expect. And again, the scores that Donegal got while. Some of them were really good. They were from they weren't all in around the D. Um it was beat one man and then there was open ground and they were getting their shots off and again they were kicking with confidence. Um but it just it wasn't Monaghan for me. Um and I'm sure Vinny would be would be disappointed with that, that they just weren't at the pitch that he would have expected them to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, listen, Desi, I'm sure I remember back in the day, I don't remember uh getting it handy when you were in the round that bag zone. <laughs> You guys would have been on it every no, time, the, and there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about Vinnie Corey and obviously Martin. There you go, almost like a hum, unsung hero. His brother, the coach. You know, if if <coughs> was shot and he gave up the kick out to Patton, as Aaron was saying there, and basically Donegal had a free attack, then you know, you, and you don't ban Daryl Boyle, Jimmy Brennan punching holes like as Dara uh, as as uh, Aaron was saying there coming through. It weaves and it was as if every every opportunity that Monaghan would have would result in a Donegal having an opportunity to score. There didn't seem to be any ability for a turnover. And uh, could you believe what you were seeing there, Desi? And and do you think it was a big mistake the way? And I know they'd fear of Patton's kick out, but you know as Aaron was saying there, if you don't press it, then you got to have your defence right on it. And Monaghan did neither. But. Th- that's
3: it. I, I remember when I was picking up Uber, I think it was back in two thousand and seven in noma and I think he made up a reason that you said something about me so <laughs> that wee bit of tenacious, that wee <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you just were up to something tricks uh, boys. The- <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just trying to make something up. Uh, but no, that like Narn's headed there, and yourself have the there. You need that wee bit of tenacious. You need that wee bit of aggression. And um, both teams, we've had both teams in the first half. Just going by the stats in the first half, you no, know, like Donny did had eighteen shots and did six, did uh, they got six, 16 off? And then same with them. Um, sorry, same with uh, Monaghan. They were getting a lot of shots off there, like the high seventeens, uh, fifteen coming off. You no know, different things like that. There, are. both teams were probably mirroring each other. That's what they usually do when when Donny and Monaghan meet. They mirror each other. They try and probably copy what what they're going to do. But the only thing, with, probably, with morning that like you didn't see that enough of was probably just the, the, the aggression, that tackling, you know, Kieran Thompson, Kieran Thompson got a couple of score, got a, a lovely score off the down yeah. the left side as a stand, and there was probably nobody putting pressure on him at all. It was a great score, and Thompson can do that. I remember him doing, and then also club match against ourselves uh, as well. He, that, he he can shoot when he's on form. And it, was just, it just felt like Munen weren't getting out, weren't making attack as a wee bit like the Derry match, it just weren't in that semi-finals, just weren't getting out, making tackles, getting that wee bit of aggression. Now, I'm not saying you're you're, you're aggression, you're, you're fouling and you're, you're just getting in, you know, you're making blocks, you're you're trying to turn them back out. But every time that kind of Donegal attack, they're they're getting their shots off. that the uh, O'Donnell, very pacey, he looked at, he looks at, he looks at, like he's gonna turn out to be a good player for his he got three three scores. But he got the ball and he came at pace and he was picking holes. And at different times, um, even Colgan coming down there as well. There, uh, Oran Doherty come in there as well. You know, Brendan Cole was coming up the pitch. Um, he he had a good enough game also. You know, nobody was stopping them players. Yeah. And the games before that, even the Clare match, one of them were putting were trying to get stops on. Especially in the Derry match, like they were getting hands on. They were being physical. It was good tackling. They just didn't see that uh, on on and, and, and Hayley Park there on, on salary um Listen, the players will be disappointed that they didn't do that to be again they'll be looking at the video with, like why we weren't getting hands on uh, they only know that I know why' didn't we push up in the kick out more uh, because the pants probably kick out you know he could just over, over the top over midfield and then with the pace that some of them buys the big on players had um at times it's a correct decision and then at times we needed to push up. It was working towards the end, and probably there's a a free given against Rory Began. I think we got it back down to two, and that was kind of a a massive torn apart as well, because Patton put it over again from a super score, uh, just from the 45 on the stand side. Um, So so that was a massive score for Donegal, and then that just kind of deflated Monan there again. But again, Monan just won't be happy, especially with Ulster teams play, as Aaron said. Arm out with all these things, when all those things meet it's this full aggression in your face getting hands on you know, not letting your player get on the ball trying to nullify what he can do in a game and probably just Munham didn't do that enough uh, against Donegal
1: Yeah, and it's interesting now because we've basically kind of named every player and you're right to highlight Conor O'Donnell. I mean, a couple of scores, he had Thompson, brilliant. I mean, Gallon had a slow start, but when he strikes that ball, he's just just something else. I mean, the man is just something else. And, you know, Donegal, you know, everything that they put into this, as you said, Curran, McCoggan, Doherty, the young guys coming in now, the way they're flourishing, it's remarkable. And you think all the the problems Donegal had going into this championship, they then lose Langan, who is... Potentially one of our best players, you know, Big McGee gets injured, and and you're thinking, how can we keep recovering? Aaron, it's, it's it's pretty remarkable the way Donegal now have been able to produce this performance. I mean, I'm trying to, I I, I keep interviewing Aidan O'Rourke and Paddy Bradley, and I'm like, where where was the change? Because we had this six week block going into down, and then we didn't perform, and then the first half against Clare. But since then the team like I'm trying to find out what happened nobody seems to be actually pointing it to any kind of one thing or one moment but the team has suddenly started to, to evolve and, and, and it's now back to competing and if you would have said to me after down Aaron we're playing Toronto knockout championship uh, in Ballet Buffet after the down match I think we were in trouble now I'm thinking here we can go and beat them
2: it, it, it is it's absolutely remarkable um, Brendan and, and that's not at all been said in a patronizing way it just seemed like it was one blow after another all year with them um, between injuries and obviously the managerial issues um, obviously there was a bit of the fallout last year from your county final and that there so there wasn't a huge pile of positivity and then the down game Like again I'd be honest I was just saying to see, that's a write-off get those three games over as quickly as possible try and get your house in order and see what you can do for next year for Division 2 so for those players and the manager to be able to pull all that together whenever you think of the position that you felt you're in at a county and after the down game it's absolutely remarkable and I was at the Ulster final and I was talking to Paddy Bradley and as you know well about Paddy Lee Paddy's always confident Um, but he said to me we have trained really well now from the down game I feel we're in a good place I think we'll beat uh, I think we would beat Clare and we're going to be hard to beat and I was sort of saying I hope you're right Paddy but <laughs> it's going to have to have been some turnaround but to be fair to them they, they have been brilliant and I suppose never mind beating Clare or Munnan even at the weekend the biggest thing for me was whenever Derry kept getting the goals against you I, I kept thinking right that's it they're just going to they're just going to take their beating here now and they're going to drift away but he didn't like even I was getting up the field you're trying to work a goal couldn't get it chip it over the bar another score on the board and they never stopped, you know. Even though like goals are killers, and they ended up getting three in the second half, but Donegal never stopped coming back, and that yeah. said as much to me than anything because they just look like a team. You don't do that. There's something inside. There's a bit of pride in you, or there's a bit of unity as a group. Um, so, so that was actually the standout point over the three games. And as you lead into the weekend, like. Do you know, where are Tyrone at? Um, Do you know, like Mm. they could have went out of the championship yesterday had John Hasselin, where you would actually expect him all day long to kick that there. Like, Tyrone were at a stage where Joe McMahon and Brian Doher are roaring at the linesman to make sure that a free kick is given as a wide, because their season was that close (laughs) to exploding in front of the race. So, like, I I think psychologically I get what you're saying, that your ways were all 8 or or 9 out of 10, but they're taking confidence in that and the one thing about playing week on week is that confidence just comes with you and even if you have made a mistake I always found is it's fresh in your head you get yourself in the same position next week you don't make that mistake again or the good players don't make them um, so they'll enjoy the fact that it's coming thick and fast for them now and from a Donegal public like, I would mentioned this to you earlier like this has to be your old fashioned knockout football like you when's the last time Donegal had an opportunity to put Tyrone out of the Championship completely in fair, And that's where we're at now. So I think, obviously, this weekend with the games, everyone getting the home advantage, um, I think the atmosphere in them and the fact that it's now hitting knockout, it's actually, it's usually exciting. I'm glad that we have the weekend off, that we can chill out and watch everyone else.
1: Uh, take lumps of each other, but yeah, as a GA person, is an exciting weekend ahead. Yeah, exciting. Sure. Unfortunately, drone did do us now in a, in a similar type of situation in the Super Eights. And a few years ago, now they, it was a it was a close game. We run out of legs in, in the second half. Uh, so maybe maybe we owe, owe them one from that. Uh, I heard there There's a few rows in the drone camp uh, after the match. Uh, players was a wee bit of a bust up. Um, so you know either. Uh, and I was mentioned this to Aaron earlier, I was, I was chatting to Phil, I said it, it got very heated between a few of the senior players who were taking off in the throne management. Now, either that can work two ways, it can galvanise or, or can create a bit of disharmony. So, you know, if there's a bit of disharmony in the throne camp, listen, side on side, you would still say at this point, because of all the people Donegal have out and Tyrone's experience all out of the money from a couple of, se- couple of seasons ago even though it's in Ball Buffet, listen I'd say the bookies still would have Tyrone good in favourites but if there's a bit of disharmony there it might even even things up uh, Desi hard game to call
3: yeah well if you're hearing things like that there um, that's a tough one for a squad to go back in train on a, on a Tuesday night I don't know maybe uh, John O'Reilly for Liverpool with the golf cl- with the golf club situation I hope there's none of that going on but <laughs> Uh, that's that's a hard thing I know there's new players there in Toronto the trying to trying to get their place trying to come on as one of their subs and then there's players that have been there for maybe the last decade or so are why boys coming on that they're why they're not coming on and things like that so that probably got, could all play could all play a part in that and um, you know, just and 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 the county squad, there's can be a lot of egos there too. That they should they should be playing. They should be starting to risk at least coming on. Not these not these newbies coming in and they're getting in in front of me. So there could be a wee bit of that. Um, but you never know. A, a throne you know yourself and to here things like this here that what the what the public are saying is. Yeah. Could say, said earlier there to be a chip in the shoulder and um, things like that. There, but. Tron aren't themselves the last week. You can see they're, as you said, they're, they're lucky to stay in the, in the in this championship after that weekend. And it's hard to rec- like it's hard to go to train on a Tuesday night. You know, we'll put we'll put things right. We'll do this. We'll do that. That's going to be very hard. Donnie Gaul's side, I think, they're after coming from a big win. A win probably they only thought that that could do. The public probably didn't think they could do it. Myself, I thought the way Munen we were playing the Munen, like we have a lot of boys playing well this year, and. Playing constantly well, so that was a massive winner for Donegal And as said, that's going to take huge confidence for Donny Gall into this week's train. As he, as he said, you know we you make a mistake during that master for them young lads. That not. I take a flinching because they just keen to get back into the train session on a Tuesday night and get, get, get ready to get going again and to, to get a chance to knock out your and in a knockout football is, is is a massive thing it's going to be a massive thing as you well know and lots of football just to knock out your own or your your local rivals Um it's, it's always a thing you, you can aim to and, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure the management are going to use that and they're going to to be saying what's happening in Throne I suppose Throne will be like what's been said that that happened but there is there must be something a wee bit of a rift going on there because probably with this as I said with the players you know some players would like to be starting and they're not and coming on and they're not even coming on so um, and it's it's not a consistent strong team that's going out. I mean, there's always a right a, a, a of switches, things going on. So, no, it's that's going to be that's going to be a massive game down. It's in Ballybofey, and again, it's a very hard place to go to get a, to get your championship win down there in Ballybofey. The, the crowds on top of it, be a massive crowd, and um, you'd be able to hear every single word that the Donegal. Tyrone quarters will, will be saying to
1: you so it's it's going to be intriguing and it's going to be an exciting week ahead for, for Donegal I think Yeah you're right There's, hopefully it is a hard place to come to Aaron you just mentioned our Mab boys amazingly now you can sit and put their feet up let's be honest they're very lucky to beat Westby, Uh now that goal that, that flipped the game you know a very so-so performance and what, what I liked about it was when you are down to 14 men in Healy Park you went after Tyrone you started to see a bit of bite as you said, you've been crying out for these forward uh, playing tactics and and attacking the game. Our man did it; they got their reward in uh, in uh, uh, against Galway, and now you can sit and look back in and earn myself and yourself and, and Parkinson do a pre-show, and I'm thinking to myself we may go with the opposite. I mean, right? Look at it now: Kildare, man, and Cork was comment on the goal through and Galway Mayo. Oh, pick a winner, pick pick four winners there because <laughs> you may as well just close your eyes, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah well the one thing I have learned is that I know absolutely nothing about football uh, if, if my predictions are anything to go by because the weekend past, she just threw up nothing but upsets um, you know but that's suppose that's what that's what made it so exciting uh, Like realistically yesterday morning in my own head with a full squad the way they were playing I had Galway down as my favourites I thought they were going to win the All-Ireland and then this morning you see that there draw Sean Kelly gets injured Comer wasn't fit to play Walsh is off his game a bit Spinnerly's not going that well, and you're going, they could be out of the championship before, the quarter, before they even get to a quarter-final. Uh, but from an Armour perspective, I suppose, again, I was talking about Monaghan, but Armour were a bit re, sort of reflective of that during the year in terms of we were constantly conceding kickouts and that there. And to me, that just gives you sort of a passive mindset where you're always thinking, I'm okay, I'm in the position I'm supposed to be in. If the ball goes there, I'll pass him on to someone else. And you're just, you're communicating more than getting physical with people or making contact with anybody. Um what I did yesterday was from the start, they went after Galway. They had four men inside the Galway, full back lane, three and a half forward, four along the middle, and we're saying to Conor Gleason, let's go long with this ball. We're going to make this a war zone. Now, a few times, McDade and Kelly cut us wide open, You know, and, and it was risky at that stage, but they stuck to their guns. And for me, they wouldn't have won that game unless they took the risks that they did for the likes sort of the kickouts or particularly what really impressed me was the willingness to kick the ball from defence to attack and then from our half-forward lane trying to, to hit your pinpoint passes to our inside lane in Mernon and, um, and Conor Turbot and and that was the winning of the game for him had they went to the old tactics that had altered the league we wouldn't have beaten Galway yesterday so uh, there's loads for them to work on and then on top of that you have Rain O'Neill back the next day you could have Thierry Kelly you have O'Shane O'Neill you have James Morgan so they have now an extra week that you don't need to try and rush them in training. Mm. So like it's it's unbelievable how fortunate that, that win yesterday and the extra team, it's bought Armagh, the management team or the medical team to try and get all their players available. Because I actually think that's going to be the biggest thing over the next few weeks is who can keep their panel fit. Yes. Um, there's going to be a big, uh, big name team, I think, could end up going out here because... You look at say Mayo, for instance, even just to get to that quarterfinal—that's three games, three weeks in a row—or Galway, the same. You've no time to patch people up. It's coming thick and fast here, um, and I think that bit of attrition—we're not used to it at this stage of the season. I think it could have repercussions in terms of niggles or soft tissue injuries. Even a bad dead leg—you could get no in a game um, It rules you out a week later, do you know? So that that could be an interesting aspect over the next few weeks as well, also.
1: Yeah, yeah, you heard
2: it your first day. Uh,
1: Aaron Kernan building the case for who won the All Ireland this year. That sounded good to me there. <laughs> Aaron, listen, as before I just go, just, um, uh, Desi, you know, I, I was going to ask you with the feeling in Monin on the ground. Of course, you're not on the ground in Monin. Tell us where you're at. I'm
3: currently. Uh RV and Catman around California at the minute and I'm, I'm literally about to hop into some hot springs here <laughs>
1: <laughs> well hey, hey it's springs. <laughs> I wouldn't God, mind
3: it. No, I know everybody's been given out by GA Go but thank God I've been loving GA Go this last <laughs> time so it's keeping, me, it's keeping me in tune with all, with all the games that's that's been going on uh, but yeah that's what I
1: currently doing. On the I always wanted to do it. I could yeah. never do it when I was playing football I says once I retire I
2: says I'm going to
1: lap it up and take, take a leaf out of your book Brendan <laughs> I love it Larry. stay um, in charge b- Go b- b- our- Brendan and Desi just in case you're wondering I'm in crossing land here so <laughs> <perfectly> <laughs> ideas, yeah. no beach no beach across my dead sorry <laughs> listen Desi uh, fair play because it's been very easy <laughs> to say I'm, I'm, I'm doing my old thing here you still agreed to come on so listen massive uh, thanks for that there and thanks for sharing your views and I was uh, as always, AK, listen, great to have you on this evening, lads. All
3: right, that's 100% Brendan.
1: Thanks very much. Aaron Kiernan. Cheers,
3: lads. J-Cross, J-Cross glad.
1: That's the two boys, Say, listen, magic stuff. We're going to get a quick word now from Donegal Ladies Manager, Maxie Kern, after for a brilliant championship victory against Waterford in Limerick, or again, Lifford on Saturday. All right, Maxi
0: Curran, congratulations that's a good victory. Yeah, look, we're we're, we're really happy to get a couple of points on the board, you know, this new structure with an away game and a home game makes the home game very important, Um, so yeah, look, we're very happy to follow up the Ulster final with with another decent display. That's a good Waterford team, but in the first half in particular, they really struggled to get scores, and was that perhaps down to your your good defending, Maxi? Yeah, look, I think, um, look (laughs) whether you like it or you don't like it you know, the defending like that is very effective and, you know, you need to be an exceptional forward Line to, to survive and get scores and um, playing against a, a system like that. So you know we've we struggled for scores ourselves all year. So we we have had to be as majorly at the back as we could. So we have done a bit of work on that. And yeah, look, it's um it's kind of worked again today. And um and uh, yeah, look, they, as you say, they struggled and we got a lot of joy in their kick out in the first half as well. I think we won eight out of nine. So you know again, that's very rare to that kind of a return on it. So look, that was all very positive and I think put us in a good position half time. Yeah, they, they got a goal early on. You had back with a goal of your. Rome within ninety seconds and then the second goal arrived in the early stages of the second half and that more or less left them with it all to do. Yeah, did I look you always thought if you if you if you didn't concede any more goals, you know, that they weren't gonna kick six points. Um but look we were kinda of hanging on there a bit in the end and I know games have that um, way of playing out in that way when you when you're when you're six seventy points up um was a brilliant goal by Amy, but look, we bit a small when we scored one four in the second half and you know with uh, with the game opened up and you know the whatever bit of a breeze there we had it, you know. It Probably disappointment we didn't score more, but look, uh, that's that's for another day. And uh, say we have the three points on the board now, and we'll uh, be eagerly awaiting um, proceedings now next week down in Waterford and Meath and Waterford because you know that doesn't guarantee us anything. Because if if Waterford could beat Meath next week, you know, but but mixes all back on, uh, on us for the last game. So you know, it's a, it's an interesting competition. it is does, it is. And finally, Maxie, you made changes in that second half. One of the, the players that you brought on, Geraldine McLaughlin, came on for the last what seven or eight minutes. Tell us about that. How how we. She included today. Ah, look, you know the door has always been open to those girls. Look, they have given Donegal, uh, you know, a, a huge amount of over the last um, the, the lifespan of their county career. So look, the door was left open for them all. You know, Neve Haggerty, Karen, Geraldine, look, they've all come back. You know, different stages, but you know, um, you know we're, 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 we, we still have aspirations of staying at the top table. I know we, we lost our Division One League status, but you know, we did not want to get relegated from Senior Championship. And you know, we put ourselves in a good position now that we might make a quarter final. So um, I think everybody. Cares Cares a lot about Donegal, and look, some people's situations are different than others, and but their situations also change from time to time. So, yeah, I see the door was always open, and uh, look, we're just very glad to have everybody back.
1: Yeah, brilliant, Maxie. What, what a victory! What a turnaround for our ladies as well. You know, getting senior players back, and of course, his bro Barney B in there coaching. Fair play to uh, Geraldine McLaughlin. You better watch out. The Mac attack is back. Listen, after the break, we're going to speak with Galway star Shane Walsh. Tune in after that. the DL debate with Sister Sarah's Ladder Kenny, serving food you'll love till nine pm daily in Sarah's kitchen, and there's free admission entertainment every weekend. <laughs> Now in the deal debate, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Galway star, one of the best forwards in the game. It's Shane Walsh. Shane, welcome to the deal debate. Uh, How's the forum? How how are you been? Thanks, really, for having me on. Shane, not at all. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. What a baller you are. And listen, from the get go, I better tell you, I'm a half Galway man. Oh really? What's the what's the connection so, there? So yeah, yeah. My mother's from Galway. Big family. It was actually Nathan and Rye last night having a sing song very very late, which I shouldn't have added a massive days <laughs> on the road. Been <laughs> a bit of a sing <clears> song <throat> in Nathan and Rye there last night. Uh, yeah, big connections down that way. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm always interested in the Troubles, man. And I've been watching you for for years, coming up and through, and and of course uh, so close last year as well in All Ireland.
4: Yeah, I you know, look, please God, we're, look, we're we're obviously trying to build on last year and trying to just sustain, I suppose, a place at the top table. Like, but look, not everything is straightforward when you get to the kind of to that level. Every team then is is kind of going through your your systems and that. But please God, look, we can we can bounce back, RTS in our particular, and don't get a result this weekend.
1: Yeah, and listen, you started off, I suppose, you know, you beat Tyrone, it was a wet day, I don't think it was the best of games, they had a couple of cards in it. You know, it was a poor enough performance against Westmeath, you know, Park certainly wasn't happy, you pulled away late on. Uh, I know Comer came on, had a few points, probably changed the game. So you get into the play Armagh yesterday, they minus rain, they played fairly poorly themselves, but a lot of people were saying, there was something about this Galway team, you were mixing it, you know, and I think as you mentioned in the back of last year, I suppose, like Alexis, you know, Sweeney McGrath didn't play it much, they were playing well this year, Maher was, was involved, Cook was in there, so it looked like Galway was building up a head of steam and maybe, you know, you could have the luxury of topping the group, but I suppose that Armagh victory has turned that all on its head and now you're facing your, your friends in Mayo and Noggett. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's I suppose. Look, of all the eventualities, I suppose like probably not a lot of people probably thought that was going to happen. But I suppose from our perspective, we knew we could have finished third yesterday if results had gone uh, a certain way. So look, the 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 bonus of it, I suppose, that look, we have a home game this weekend. But you know, it's just to try and bounce back now from it. Like it's it's kind of a strange place to be in that you lose a game and now you're you're still in with a chance. You know, so we have to take that chance for this weekend and. uh, yeah,
1: it's a, it's a great fixture I think for for everyone. Yeah, certainly. Except a wee bit like Donegal, Tyrone up here. You know, what? there's so much to it. It's it's even bigger than the than the the, the 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 chalice at the end of it, if you like, Shane. Shane, I just know you had a late free. Now I was travelling. I didn't see it last night. Now to be honest, and I think any free for you, you you can hit stuff outside of the range of less than ninety nine percent of players in the country. You had a you had a dip at it at the end. What what was your feeling? Did you think you were going to land it? Yeah, uh, look, I suppose that that's that's my role, I suppose, in, in the team is to be
4: the pre taker. And yeah, I probably, I just, I'd missed one beforehand, uh, kind of in a similar enough spot out along that side. And just, I didn't catch either of them the way I'd like to catch them. Do you know, normally I like to bring the ball from right to left when I'm kicking off my right foot, but neither of them. I just didn't catch, get my foot around it. And yeah, just to uh, stay going in one direction and look poor by my own uh, in my own perspective. Look, that's that's my responsibility in the team. And you know, I suppose like look, the cold hard reality is I let the lads down when by not fulfilling that. But the, the I have a chance this suppose, next week to, to redeem myself. But I'm lucky enough in that regard. Whereas, Joey you know, look at the likes of Westmead. And Tyrone yesterday, John Hislin was a, a kickable the ball that's away really? from putting our uh, Tyrone out to the championship. You know, so look, that's the only the respite we have for the next day. But yeah, look, it's it's disappointing today, Jay. But I always say, like, I, I never shy away from those situations. And look, sometimes they will go for you, sometimes they won't. Obviously, you're trying to put yourself in an area that you, you'll get more than you miss. But um, look, one of the yesterday was one of those days that probably just didn't go for me either. So, uh, but look, you just have to get back on the horse now and and to recover this week and prepare for
1: the weekend. Yeah, yeah. and Jimmy, you, know, you surprised yesterday because as, as being in that and, you know, analysing games and that now, everyone was looking at, towards the favourites and people who were going to top. It's like the whole thing was flipped on its head yesterday, you know, we, with Cork and Kildare both beating Division 1 teams. Of course, Armagh, you know, and Donegal, you know, having so-so seasons but rising to the occasion at the, at the last. So it's, it's been a, a very intriguing championship. It's almost impossible to predict who's going to do what. Yeah, well, I suppose the, every team
4: now, like with the systems and everything that's in place now, every team is nearly in with the chance, you know? probably, you know, like a chance, Joe, you probably, Joe, like the championship is always going to probably boil down to your your kind of top 12 teams and that's probably like Joe you know, who've been kind of knocking around the last couple of years and you can see how Johnny Gall themselves have, have bounced back from Joe you know, poor uh, league campaign and, and also championship to putting in Joe you know, two very good performances back to back nearly. Uh, do you know, so like from that perspective, I suppose it just—it's so hard to predict. Like even for us yesterday, we knew yesterday I mean, our Armah was always going to be like we played Armah like we were missing a few lads in the league game this year. There was only a kick of a ball in it. They were missing obviously Reen yesterday. There was only a kick of a ball in it. Like and that's the nature of it. And I suppose you just have to be prepared for everything. Like and that's that's part. I suppose the whole planning things from a management perspective from ourselves. Like we obviously look we were only focused on yesterday's game regarding uh, Anthony that went outside of it was irrelevant really but yeah we just have to I suppose get ourselves ready again And but like that's the beauty of the championship now it's it's now into knockout football and I suppose the intensity and is going to build up over the next couple of weeks and please God we're part of all that
1: yeah yeah indeed uh, saying, saying just about ma, you know and the front foot t- tactics you know we're seeing so many teams back off it seems to be the wrong tactic every time we see it I mean everyone's complained about Arnaud all year the best that they played last season was when they went at teams and even towards the end of the match and all there in all Ireland semi which you controlled you should have won it they went at you as they started lumping balls they got their joy and all season they've been sitting in sitting in suddenly they pushed up and you you guys just are left forwards inside and they get their reward are you, are you thinking that why is it the teams are so afraid to go and push up I mean I was in Healy Park they were a man down to thrown at the game one suddenly our mass subs came on started to overturn and, and put the pressure on and the next thing thrown from being comfortable was shaking and they almost uh, snatched a, a draw from the game which they would have deserved so uh, I'm just wondering what, what your thought is in terms of going front foot do you not think to be successful you've got to go and attack that position?
4: Well it, it, it's proven to be the, the best way of breaking down the team is, is by uh, turn over a ball high up the field because t- teams aren't set for that Like a lot of teams are set when you're they're up the other side of the field and you get a smart foul in or you can, you know there's, there's always a kind of defensive setup whereas when you're trying to break the ball and bodies are starting to commit forward and a ball breaks down in that area and you force a turnover then all of a sudden you have defenders running back towards their own goal and like no team is strong in, in positions like that when a defender has to run back towards his own goal Versus when there's Joe you know, face in front on and seeing the danger coming, the defenders can deal with it a lot better. And like you'll see that in every single game this year, when defenders are set, they, there's more of a chance of them kind of getting the turnover or making life difficult for forwards. Whereas if teams aren't set, there's more chances for Joe you know, goal chances to come around. But like I thought, in fairness, I thought yesterday we probably didn't give any any goal chances as such in the game yesterday. Um, but just, I suppose, we led, I think we had nine turnovers in the game directly. And look, I, I played uh, a big hand in that yesterday. But uh, it was, Joe, um, you know, like nine scores in a game like that is too much. Like we saw in the iron final last year. Eight of our scores came directly, or eight of Kerry's scores came directly off us as well. So like that's something for us uh, to work on. Maybe that's maybe taking the ball into contact, things like that. Like But like especially our of all teams, they were, you know, they were up for the game yesterday, as any team would be. And they got the reward for it.
1: Yeah, and just taking you back to, I suppose, the origins of your of your football as a, as a young lad, I remember a couple of times I played Aussie Rules there, um, 98, he just won all there in 2001 as well, and a, a great time for the Galway boys, and I was a wee bit jealous because you could see the buzz that they were on, and of course you would have been a young lad watching that, and I think i seen some absolute brilliance from you coming up uh, through Shane, and I always thought to myself, God, if Galway... So had a bit of team this boy could, could really blossom and it didn't look like at times in your career that was going to happen I know it all came together last year but before that Shane as you grew up were you always underage county kind of star did you play any other codes or was it just GA? Uh, no to be
4: honest I, look, my, my, my transition probably from underage to senior was very quickly whereas my transition from probably trying to make a, a, a county squad very slow. Like, I, I never made an under-14 or under-16 county squads when growing up. My la- my first time playing for Galway was my last-year minor, and a year later, then I'm brought in with the senior squad. So, like, I, I suppose... The, I was probably taking, you're taking me back memory lane a bit, but, like, I remember when I played under-16 at the time, there was, like, City and West were broken, like so there was City and West and there was North kind of County Galway and they were separated so you picked 30 players in each area and they represented Galway as such so I remember I wasn't picked as one of those players and I remember it was a Friday evening I'll never forget it a lovely Friday evening uh, going home in tears in the car Dad bringing me home and uh, Joe just thinking that I probably Joe some people thought I wasn't one of the top 60 players in Galway and Joe it was a hard one to kind of go by but Joe I remember Joe you'd have people down the village would be saying ah you know they certain people they'd pick and all that, but rather than kind of saying that, I kind of just says this is my time to kind of prove prove them wrong. And and you know if I keep working at it and believing myself, I'll I'll get to that stage of you know hopefully representing Galway at some stage. But this has given me motivation now to prove that the doubters wrong, I suppose, and and try and work at it. And lucky enough, then I made the best transition in my last year minor off the back of probably a, a really good year with St Jarlath's Tomb in the in the Hogan Cup that we lost the Hogan final and so. And after that then, I suppose, it's just 11 years
1: later now, I'm, I'm still able to go as the team. team. Mm, listen, you're, you're taking me, that's where I would have been, in Parkmore, would you believe, in Chum? Uh, uh, that's where I used to be staying down. in. At uh, different places <laughs> in Galway, that was one of the places. And, and so many players come through Jarlis, it's a phenomenal school. I mean, good few Dolly Gaul lads. Uh, Winston, John Harn, all these lads went, went down to uh, Jarlis. That's it right, was John, one of those yeah, com- yeah. conveyor belts. How, how far were you outside to the Chum? You're I'm, I'm about
4: 16 kilometres outside of
1: Tume.
4: Yes. Um, yeah, so the, my, our, it's funny, our bus driver actually brought dad into school in Tume as well. The bus driver we had, Paddy Joe Welby, I remember he used to. He brought my dad to school and he brought all of us to school as well uh, on the bus. He used to pass the door. So it was very handy for us. It was straightforward enough. Dad worked in June at the time in the Department of Agriculture and uh, Mum was working in Tume and Fahy's there at the time. So it was straightforward enough for us to get the bus there and, and go to school in Tume there. Um, but it probably wasn't the norm probably from Camber National School in that there were 17 in my class and 8 went to Montbello and 8 went to Kilimanjie and I was the only one that went to, to St. Jarlene's in June so it was a different experience but was, look, when I was passionate about football that's what I kind of wanted to follow and obviously with the name St. Jarlene's had know, so it was it was a very straightforward decision.
1: It was the place to be. And see so just your whole career then leading up as I say go, we were we're out of sorts of times and you were there and I'd I'd seen passage at play that you that you were I said, this man, he's got it all uh, you know that season last season go through there was different games there that you shone in uh, other games you know not as productive nothing like the, the final seeing you just absolutely came alive and I'm just wondering about your mindset on the day some of the points you kicked were absolutely out of this world I, I was just blown away I mean you went totally totally clever for me man the match I had to give it I, I certainly thought you were man <laughs> the match in the game but some of the points you kicked in I know you can think about different games what was your feeling inside your head did, did you think listen every time I get this ball, I could put this over the bar from anywhere because it was absolutely an unbelievable uh, performance. The whole country was talking about you, just catapulted you into this whole uh, limelight. You know, everyone talking, shame was, shame was, shame was. It, it, it must have been, I suppose, an amazing experience, but so much hype uh, surrounding you now all the time, which you, you deserved after that performance. Uh, yeah, look. I suppose it's probably
4: a funny one. I like. Uh, I always say like m- when the body is good, uh, the mind is clear. And like for me, probably coming into the final was the first time I probably felt I just had probably selectively trained probably the the, the previous two weeks in in uh, leading up to it. it just because I knew I said look, this is this. Choice, these chances don't come along too often. And I'm ten years they would go and get to an in final, so I want to try and make sure my body was in the freshest. Uh, the fresh. I suppose make it as fresh as I could be. Uh, and in fairness to the pork, they, you know, they managed that very well for me as well. And I just, I felt really sharp coming into it. And I remember in the morning waking up, I just, I suppose I had a smile on my face. I kind of just, I said to, I remember a nutritionist, uh, Sinead, was looking at me and she said, "Joe, you look very relaxed. And I was like, Yeah, I said, look, he says, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for it. To, you know, I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And that was, that was my probably first initial thing that probably brought my own attention to where I was at. And then after that, then I was like, you know just play by play, let's 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 take this on, like you know, as in I was kind of very much along the, the, the mindset of I have a job to do now, like you know, as in like my family wants me to do well, my friends love me too well, everyone would love you too well, but at the end of the day, that counts for nothing if you don't go to the game plan, if you don't execute, um, you know, the chances that you get. So I remember the kind of task I had with, with having Thomas and I just felt I had the edge on him, uh, physically, I'm probably taller than. I'd be a bit stronger than them, I'd be quicker, do you know. So I was kinda of backing myself and the management backed me as well, it's kinda of moved me inside for the game. And then it gave me that license then to get the ball and do you know, if I got the ball in that area and I got hot, you know, after the first ball I got, I remember getting out in front and turning and taking a score and he stood off me and I mm-hmm. said, Right, this is this is me, I'm on it now. And every every time then I got the ball I was looking to to join, you know, just I didn't matter I suppose where I was in the field, like looking back at the game you're probably thinking I wouldn't take on the chances again, do you know that sort of way you're, yeah. and I was just in the zone where the goals felt they were getting wider and the pitch seemed smaller. And yeah, but just like, it's one of those things when you just have, it's nearly, they kind of say it's like an outer body experience that you have that when you just get the ball, you just know where the goals are and, and you just, you back yourself in those situations. And I said, look, my confidence grew obviously from play by play during the game. And um, yeah, it's just I suppose I always felt like I had the capacity to 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 put in a big performance for Galway, and like probably that was probably the best case to do with him. But unfortunately, we we came up short, uh, which is ultimately the, the the prize goal that we were looking for.
1: Yeah, do you know what? That's fascinating. That's interesting because I, I'm not saying I've ever played like he did in the learning final, but I remember a couple of my best games. I was in a strange zone just like you are saying there, that I really felt like I, I could score at any time. Now, I wish it had happened a lot more often. <laughs> People <laughs> are probably listening going, oh, where was that? Well, did that happen? But there was a few games there where, like that there, you just felt this kind of... And I was always trying to think, how do you get back there? You know, how do you get back uh, into that form? And Listen, Shane, that, that, that's certainly where you were. But, Shane, listen, you as I say, along with the, that brilliant performance and, and the, the, it's catapulted you really into limelight... You've obviously been been doing loads. You, you won the All Ireland Club as well. I mean, you've been so busy. It's been a huge season. You've now got uh, camps uh, around the country as well, and there's one coming there at Killy.
4: Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, so I actually I just started there today up here in, uh, in Dublin. So I am in Kilmaco Crokes uh, GA Ground. So I'm doing that there with the first day there with a very good day there as well, and uh, a lot of kids. I suppose, and like, the big thing is that. What I suppose the big thing that I'm trying to do, I suppose, is from 13 to 16, like it's an age group kind of outside of the cool camp range, and like I just feel like even from my time growing up, there was never anything really there, and like unless you were part of an under 14 development squad or an under 16 development squad, you were kind of left as in to your own devices, so you'd train with their club team or whatever. Whereas for me, I was saying like. I was lucky enough, probably with the power of my imagination at home, I was able to kind of create scenarios in my head out in the back lawn and that's where I used to do my things. But I was just saying, how can I give back to, I suppose, the next generation that are saying. They didn't make that squad similar enough to me when I was that age. How can they um gain more experience? How can they gain Joe that that better knowledge and that skill set that allow them to maybe fulfill their their goals? And like Joe, I just think even from my own perspective, I'm teaching now in, in a secondary school there in the Reshwabi Jockey. I'm just saying the influence you can have on a, on a on a teenager there that like from being Joe, you know, whatever they want to do with regards be it different exercise and P or what exactly I'm doing here is GA. That's like if you can influence that person to uh, to increase their skill set, Joe. You know, maybe their spatial awareness, their speed of movement, all of these kind of things. If I make a small bit of difference, and all of a sudden that catapults them into the reckoning to make their goals to play for Johnny Gall or to play for Dublin or play for Kildare. Um, that would be huge for me like that's that's ultimately what I'm trying to do is trying to push a platform out there for kids that age that are saying they don't have anything, they've kind of outgrown the cool camps and what's next like and I know a lot of them go off to grail, grail during the summer but there's nothing really GA specific so yeah. I just said this is a window for me to say, can I give back to, to the next generation? And Joe, what a nice thing it would be to say if someone came along to me and said, Do you remember that time you did a camp with, yeah. with us up in Leather Kenny and Joe, I'm playing with Johnny Gall now, Green. Joe, a couple of years later? Wouldn't that Joe, that wouldn't that be lovely to have that? So it's, it's- brilliant. And the best thing I think about Law is that you're kind of looking to bring in people from all the kind of clubs around, like even today, like uh, up in Kilimaculais. So, there's lads from Ballinteer. there's uh, clubs from uh, all around. Like, you have Ballantyr, you had Ballyboden, you had uh, up up the north side, you had Ballymun coming down across, you had Clantarf lads coming down across. And it's just brilliant to see but that you- like, kind of everyone coming down. And it's a great way for people to mingle because even for kids at that age, like everyone knows what each other's like in the club but imagine you've got to play lads from all different areas and play with them, play against them uh, and yep. chat with them, have a conversation because that's where you tend to learn a lot of stuff as well uh, along with coaches you Shane, know, it's, a, it's,
1: a, it's a magic figure I, I love it, you know, uh, Shane, listen and, and hats off to you and I love the, the spirit behind as well, I'm going to get uh, in trouble with Kevin Fury if I don't get on for the news Shane, listen, phenomenal <laughs> talking to you I, and I wish you all the best of the camps and the season coming ahead okay?
4: Perfect. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Bye bye. Thanks very much. Shane, Shane Moss here. Thanks very much, Kevin. Thanks for producing. Uh, Head of sport, Ocean Kelly. The boys is coming on with things up Monday night sessions. Ocean will be speaking to you next week I'm away off on the Holly Check <laughs> Uh, The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny. Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend.